Before we get started with today's episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast, let me talk to you about Draft. Draft Draft.com, Draft in your app store, is a great way to play fantasy sports. Snake-style drafts, just the way you like it, done in under five minutes, and you get paid out the next day. It is so much fun. they got golf, they got NFL, basketball, hockey. They have it all going on right now, and it's at Draft.com. And when you check out using promo code SD Sports, you get entry into a free $3 tournament of your choice. It is an absolute blast. Snake style drafts, totally different than daily fantasy. Plus, they've instituted auction style drafts. It is a ton of fun. Go check them out. Draft.com, draft in your app store, promo code SD Sports at checkout for entry into a free $3 tournament of your choice. With that being said, welcome to this week's edition of the always pressing PGA DFS podcast, previewing the 2018 OHL Classic. At Mayakoba. Lay. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building. Yeah. Alright, already the show goes on all night. Till uh. the morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they would see the thunder? Just remember when you come to the show. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast. This week, we'll be previewing the OHL Classic at Mayacoba in Mexico, wonderful Mexico. In order to do so, I'll be joined by my co-host, as always. You can find him on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how we doing, man? Doing uh, doing well. Getting ready to get back in another week of golf. We have another 132-man cut event in Mexico, yes. so... That'll be good, but uh, we were both chatting right beforehand. We didn't get to watch a ton of golf this weekend. It was nice to have a cut event. Didn't work out in all of the favors, but uh, any overall thoughts on the uh, the Shriners Open with Bryson with another victory? Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty crazy. It's uh, what like in his last five, he's won like five or six. He's won half of them, basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, yeah, uh, it's, it's pretty good. Is it, and he's up to number five in the world. Is that correct? Something like that, yeah. It's yeah. uh, it's crazy. He's just taken over the world when it was less than a year ago, it felt like. Everyone that could talk shit about him was talking shit about him. And now it's like, where are they now? Because what can you say about this guy, really? <laughs> I, I, I embraced the hatred after a while. I was like, okay, you want to wear goofy hats? You want to you know measure things out out there? Come on. He already came out and saying he's going to use the new rule next year where he can leave the pin in based on um, what kind of – like material the flags made out of yeah so I was gonna, he's i was gonna say did you see that yeah dude that's crazy to even i mean but his approach works um yep. you know we talk about it all the time golf is such a like a mental uh mm-hmm. game it's uh one of those things where you know if you find something that works for you whatever it is you know i mean i'm not gonna i'm not gonna fault you for it um it's not necessarily the the funnest thing to listen to and watch but you know, it works for Bryson DeChambeau, so more power to him. Yeah, it's like we say, there's there's no one swing created equal. There's, you know, Cam Champ, he said he can't even tell you how his swing works. He has no clue. He just freaking, they kind of pointed him in the right direction, and he grips it and rips it. And, you know, he finished pretty well again this last weekend, T28. Um, it, these guys are just crazy, and Bryson, it's fun to watch. I, I love him and love seeing him play. Um, he's just a goofy dude, just a really goofy dude. Uh, it was good seeing him afterwards hanging out with all the kids in the Shriners Hospital. You know, he, a lot of people probably would have never thought Bryson would be that guy, especially after that event in Europe where he, like, just wouldn't even shake his opponent's hand. He's just, he's just a goofy guy. But, yeah, now top five in the world. He's already towards the top of the FedEx Cup points going after, you know, what, five events now. 
Um, he's crushing it, and it's really cool to see. Something else I saw this week that was interesting, we can go back and forth on a few other things if you so choose, but Tiger Woods is now 13th in the world. He has passed Jordan Spieth. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know. You know Jordan's <laughs> descent is pretty incredible. I guess he finished, what, 55th? Yep, T55. Uh, at the uh, Shriners there. So I, I thought he was going to play. Like, early on, he was um, he was decently, you know, he played okay the first couple of days, and I, I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to his scores the, the last weekend because he was down there at the bottom of the leaderboard. But, yeah, 66, 68, 71, 72, not a very good finish at all whatsoever. So, I mean, I I don't know what to do or what to say about Jordan. Um, he hit it all over the place, apparently. Didn't hit very many fairways, uh, and the putter wasn't wasn't working very well either. So I'm interested to see because he, he's playing this week uh, again, and he's basically playing last week and this week because he didn't play enough tournaments last year. So, um, you know, at, you know, we'll talk about him some more, I guess, here in a little bit. Yeah, the, the overall thing I kind of gained out of the tournament is that a lot of these big names, most of them, not all of them, they came out and played pretty well. Some finished okay. You know, Ricky finished T4, and he's played well at that event in, in that's his first time. Actually, he played well this time. Um, but a lot of those guys kind of fell off over the weekend. Fina finished T36. Gary Woodland finished strong. But just felt like overall a lot of those big-time guys just kind of like uh, even Kuchar, just like uh, Spieth, started out really, really hot. He finished T57. So um, very interesting with some of these guys because when you look at the, the final leaderboard, it was a lot of the younger names that we've kind of learned to enjoy with golf but we didn't think would uh, – have as much fun this weekend with some of the bigger names there. So very interesting. And I think it's something we're going to see for years to come with all these new rules about guys having to play tournaments. So it'd be good. Oh, for sure. I mean, it was a good mix of uh, kind of new guys and old guys, you know, Ricky obviously finished top, top four there, but a lot of guys we talk about on a regular basis answer was up there. Uh, we talked about Glover, who's one of the older guys. Uh, he was up there. Um, Bud Colley saw a little 10th place finish. Um, Scott Pierce, who we talked about last week. Joaquin Neiman makes another appearance in the top 10. So is he finding something? Uh, and our boy SJ, he was uh, top 15 again. He went top 15. And then our other boy, I thought you were going to mention first, but SJ finished phenomenally. Because he started out kind of up and down. It was really windy that first afternoon. And then he turned it on over the weekend. Uh, played really well. But our, our other boy, and he's up to he's got good course history here. He's uh, of the area this week. He's 8400 bucks. Our boy Abraham Answer at the T4. So yeah. Answer is coming in strong. So it'll be a – I really like – I say it almost every week, and people probably just get annoyed by me reiterating myself, but I really like these young players. And there's, <laughs> they're playing some good golf right now in some of these fields. Yeah, golf is in a good place. Yeah, very good. It makes it fun. Yes. But with that being said, let's uh, let's get into the OHL Classic at Mayakoba in – uh, Mexico, Playa del Carmen, Mexico. Why don't you give us some past events history? Uh, yeah, so um, like you said, it's played at that golf course. I'm not going to repeat what you just said because uh, I'm not going to make a fool out of myself like I do every week when I try to announce <laughs> some of these or pronounce some of these uh, these uh, golf courses. Um, one thing I did uh, want to mention, in, and it's in the uh, article by Jeff Shane on uh, PGATour.com and his first look or article is that Eight of the uh, first 11 champions at Mayakoba um, have been in their 30s or older. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Last year, Pat and Kazire started his fall swing run here. Um, or I guess, well, it wasn't really a fall swing run, but it, it, he played well for the next couple months. He won. He beat Ricky by one shot. Uh, 
uh, because of rain delay, I'm guessing. Um, you know, you'll talk about it some, but this is in a, a jungle area. Uh, 2016 champion was Pat Perez, uh, two shots over Gary Woodland. Uh, Graham McDowell was a champion in 2015. Charlie Hoffman, 14. Harris English, 13. Your boy John Huh, 12. Um, I mean, Brian Gay's a past winner here. We'll talk about him a little bit. Johnson Wagner. Uh, so kind of a weird, weird group, in my opinion. Yeah, it's a weird group, but it kind of makes sense. Is when I get into the course preview, um, it, it'll make a lot of sense why those guys finish pretty well here. But, it's, again, it's, at, it's in Playa del Carmen, Mexico. It's at the El Chameleon Golf Course, um, and they call it the Chameleon because of the different ways the course changes. There's three types of, I guess, architecture is the right word, but they're using natural habitats. So it's probably not the right word. But they, um, they have – uh, mangrove jungles through part of the course. You have limestone canals through part of the course. You have oceanfront stretches. They even have like underground caves that go through the fairways. There's like it's a wild place, really wild. Like um, one of the descriptions I read, flat out said like guys will hit their ball to the fairway as they're walking and they're gonna see one of these underground canals and be like, what the heck is going on here? It's like really trippy but really beautiful. Uh, but the problem is with all these things surrounding all these holes between the jungles, the canals, the ocean, everything. You got to be accurate, and that's why those guys did really well here. Uh, Cam Champ was here on a sponsor's exemption last year, did not make the cut, but he said he never pulled his driver out on a par four. Um, got past, past Palm Greens, fairways, and rough. It's all the same grass throughout the area. Um, the greens are much larger than the average greens. Uh, you get about sixty-seven to sixty-eight percent greens in regulation last year, um, so uh, definitely above tour average in greens regulation. Uh, I forgot to mention earlier, it's a par seventy-one. 6,987 yards. Um, it's every year since they've come and played here in this time of year, it's ranked in the mid thirties and ease through on the tour last year is 33rd and easy to score on the tour, but yet it's difficult because with there's 36 bunkers throughout the course and the fairways around the greens water comes in to play on all but three holes. So if you stay in play, you can birdie, but it's also had the 16th most double bogeys, than any course on the tour last year. So if you get in trouble, you're screwed, bottom line. Um, and other than that, without getting too more blabbery, you had 11 par fours, the average about 425. The longest is 462. You got four par threes, the average about 156. There's one that's 200. And you got three par fives that average about 540. Longest is 544, 554. So you can definitely go and attack those. Um, the biggest thing I'd say, besides accuracy out here, is the weather, the wind. That's the that last factor of why they call it the chameleon. Right off the ocean there, that wind can kick up and get just crazy. It could be gentle and then go fast. Like, it just varies all the time out there. Uh, Ricky Fowler talked about it when he was here last year. Like, you mentioned that rain delay and everything. He said that stuff just came off the Caribbean right there, and all of a sudden it just turned into, like, a hurricane for just, like, a little bit of time. Like, it goes through different waves. So the wind will be the key factor to keep an eye on. And there's, like, weather underground, and all those will tell you all about that. But uh, pretty cool looking course. The picture I looked at, the course flyover on the website, absolutely beautiful. Someday when I, you know, win the Mega Millions or something, we'll go play that golf course. <laughs> um, what kind of key stats are you looking at, Jesse? Yeah, looking at more accuracy set stats this week, uh, you know, off the tee especially, um, greens and regulation. But birdie or better percentage is, uh, is key as well, I think, this week. I mean, the scores here are – I mean, last year it was 19 under one, 21 under the year before. I mean, it's mid mid to high teens uh, to low 20s. So, 
Um, you got to be able to score. Um, so I, I, you know, as far as narrowing that down, basically greens and regulation for me, driving accuracy and birdie are better. Yep. I'm on the same page with birdie are better. Um, you know, tee to green uh, and uh, driving accuracy are some things I really, really like there because you'll see I'll have a lot of the usual suspects for this time of year because the courses seem to resemble themselves quite a bit on the overall layout uh, that we've been dealing with here. Uh, before we get into the actual DraftKings picks, you mentioned birdie or better, so I want to do some fan share talk real quick. Uh, just guys coming in in good form, uh, leading the DraftKings score in the last three events. Woodland leads the way, and then Sam Ryder is second. Abraham Answer is third, Scott Piercy fourth, Bo Hostler fifth, Grillo sixth, our boy Sunjay uh, is seventh, Finau eighth, Malnati ninth, Peter Malnati, and Chucky Three Sticks is tenth. If you go back six events, you still have Gary Woodland, Sam Ryder, but then you have Grillo third, and then out of nowhere, Siwoo Kim is fourth, Joaquin Neiman is fifth, you got Bo Hostler, Mackenzie Hughes is seventh, Answer is at eight, Wise at nine, and then Danny Lee is at ten. And Danny Lee is an interesting one because we look at last year's um, production uh, at the Mayakoba. You have Kazire led the way because he won, Fowler second. But then it gets really interesting. And you got guys like Siwu Kim, Charles Howe, Cheka, Brown, so on and so forth. But what I wanted to bring up, you mentioned Birdie or Better. And we did this a little bit ago on a couple podcasts back. It gets interesting because, you know, Kazire and Fowler still lead drafting scoring and they led the birdies. Kazire at 25, Fowler at 22. But tied with Fowler at 22 was Danny Lee, who ended up getting 84.5 DraftKings points last week. And this is where the power of the birdies and DraftKings scoring come into play. Because Danny Lee finished T25, but he was third in draft, uh, third in birdies, and he was like a top 10 in the DraftKings scoring. Um, Chucky 3-6 finished fourth. Scott Brown finished sixth. But you guys have Brandon Harkins. He was a, a, a T25. You had JT Poston, who was um, – even farther back, I'm trying to look at this as we go, but C.T. Pan was ninth in birdies with 19, or tied for eighth, and he was T55. He still got you 72 DraftKings points. But moral of the story, go for the scorers, like Jesse mentioned, birdie or better percentage, and um, it could be a good way to differentiate when you look at fan share this week on ownership projections. Go back and look who's scoring really well on um, kind of middle-ranked par fours, getting big birdies, and go from there. And I'll be, diff- be able to differentiate yourself a little differently. All right, Jesse, DraftKings scoring. We got a very interesting field. It's almost very similar to last week's field, to tell you the truth. Um, got five guys over 10K. You got Fowler at 11.5, Spieth at 11.3, Thino at 11, Gary Woodland at 10.7, and Billy Ho at 10.2. What do you like up here? Yeah, it's really similar. Uh, it feels like it, minus uh, Billy, Billy Horschel didn't play last week, and then – uh, Finau's got a little bit of a decrease, and for some reason, Spieth got an increase. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I think Ricky's okay. He finished second here last year, so obviously he's played well here before, coming off pretty good week last weekend at the Shriners where he finished fourth. Um, so I think he's he's playable. Finau uh, is is most definitely playable. Again, I, you know, the thing with, with Tony is he's obviously played quite a bit here recently, including going to – China, then flying back over for the Shriners, um, finished 36th. Obviously, didn't pay off his 11-3 price tag last week. Um, so, I don't know if that'll back people off of him or what. He was still 20% owned last week. So, uh, I, I do like Tony again and, and Gary Woodland again, too. I mean, it's you know one of those things where 
uh, just kind of rinse and repeat here, but uh, Gary Woodland finished 10th last week, so he was super chalky last week. But either way, I, I do like Woodland again. Billy Horschel, I mean, he might be the pivot here because he's not played since China. Um, he did finish 11th there. Uh, you know, so I, he, he's been playing well, obviously, at 10-2. I think he's maybe worth a GPP. The only person I won't touch is, is Spieth, but like if I had to rank him, I would, you know, I would go Ricky, Finau, Woodland. I like that a lot. You know, Fina we always talk about. But uh, the ones I'm looking at here is Gary Woodland at 10-7. I absolutely love. I have a feeling they'll be chalky again like last week, like you mentioned. But um, in this field, I know it's a small sample through 2019, but he's second in birdie percentage, eighth in greens and reg, 14th in short screen approach. But I know it's a very small sample. But we've seen what he's been doing all over Asia and then back on stateside, you know, a T-10 last week at the Shriners. Uh, a lot to like there with Gary Wood, and I, and I agree. I like Billy Ho at 10-2. We've been riding him a lot towards the end of the season last year. This is a guy that um, has really good iron play. Um, he's pretty accurate with his driver, too, if he wants to get kind of goofy out there. Like on the par, uh, par fives, you can't hit your driver. Like that's one thing Cam Champ said. You can grip and rip it on the par fives. Um, so I think Billy Ho at 10-2 could definitely be a really good pivot here. Um, obviously the best pivot speed, but I'm not playing him and I'm not going to tell anybody that ever listens to the show to play him the way he's playing right now. So that is going to be the lowest stone guy up here. There's no sugar coat in that, but, um, I'd go Billy Ho as the pivot off of everybody else. So, uh, Woodland's the guy I want up here. If I want to play the ownership game, I go to Billy Ho. All right. $9,000 range. We got Aaron Wise, who came back after a rough start, finished T15 last week. Emiliano Grillo, Mr. Course history himself. Uh, Chucky 3-6, another course history buff. Uh, Bo Hossler, ZJ, Siwoo Kim, who we talked about, um, you know, pretty high up in the drafting scoring in the last six events. Cam Champ at 9,100 and Luke List at 9,000. Jesse, who do you like in the 9Ks? Yeah, my favorite play probably here would be Charles Howell. I mean, the course history is just immaculate. Fourth, seventh, 17th, uh, miscut, and 14, but then sixth and 16th. I mean, he's just pretty much toward this golf course up. Um, I don't know that the form is necessarily a great 61st of the CJ cup. So he hasn't played in uh, two weeks. Um, so we'll see, but I, I, I do like him at 9,500. Like you said, Grillo's got the course history. He's got two top tens here and two appearances. Uh, I do like Siwoo Kim though at 9,200 third and 17th back in 15 um, coming off of 15th. And he reeled off so many birdies in a row at one point. Uh, I think it was maybe Saturday uh, morning or something, and he kind of came back a little bit. But he can score in bunches. So uh, Siwoo at 9,200 I think is super interesting. What about Cam Champ being more expensive than Luke List? Um, you know, Cam Champ, you know, that's, that's one thing. You know, we talked about last week, you know, can he can he, can he he bounce back? Well, not really bounce back, but can he, can he come back and perform after a win? And he did. Um, I didn't expect him to play as well as he did, but you know, 28th is very respectable in my opinion. Um, so I think, I think it, you know, him having a, a year under his belt at this golf course, you know, he could be worth a look at $9,100 there. And, uh, and Luke list too, I mean, at 9,000, his course history is bad, like really bad here. Uh, he's made one, um, one cut in three tries. The one time he did make the cut, he finished seventh. So, uh, interesting, but I think I would rather have camp champ or see Kim, but you know, for me, it's basically how Grillo and Kim for sure. 
Yeah, that just sums up Luke List in a nutshell right there. <laughs> he's going to be a top 10 or he's going to probably miss the cut. That's yeah. what Luke does. But uh, um is very interesting. I know, again, small samples. We've got to go with what we have. In this small start to the season, Siwoo is just behind Gary Wood in a birdie percentage. He he reigns in the birdies, like you said. And um, the one time he didn't make the cut here, it's because he withdrew. So the two times he's actually played the whole tournament, like you said, a third and a, a T-17. So I don't hate it. I do like Cam, Cam Champ quite a bit at 9100 bucks. Um, he I, Like you said, he showed me a lot last week, bouncing back. And I think playing this course uh, is really going to help him a lot because he knows where he can miss, where he can't. There's a lot to be said about that. Obviously, it's common sense stuff. But um, I do like that at $9,100 there for Champ. Um, Chucky 3-6, I agree. The course history is amazing. Griot's going to be chalkier than chalk if he's not for some reason. I don't mind it because he can score in bunches at times too. Um, I just want to put out my if, – if you are playing cash games for some reason, Chucky 3-6 and ZJ, I'd say to start with those two, I'm pretty sure they'll make the cut for you and you just move along. Like That's just yeah. safety at its finest to me. But um, for GPPs, it's just hard. Chucky's proven he can do it at this course. Zach, not so much. A T23 at $9,300 is not horrible, but you you probably need more. Um, so for me, uh, it's probably Camp Champ up here. Outside of that, I'd look at Rio based on pricing. And then now you got my attention on Siwoo Kim. I'll be honest about that. Let's go to the 8K range where we have J.B. Holmes coming in in pretty decent form at 8900 bucks. Joaquin Neiman did it again last week, uh, 8,800. You got Sam Ryder's on fire at 87. Uh, Ryan Moore at 86. Chesticle at 85. Our boy Answer at only 8,400. I will be playing all the Answer. Hadwin at 83. Kutcher at 82. CT Pan at 81. Uh, and Scott Piercy, Vegas' own, did it again last week, just at 8,000. Who do you like in the AK range? Yeah, I like this. I like this range quite a bit. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the winner was was out of this range. Uh, we already mentioned answer uh, and, and the fact that you know, he's played this golf course a bunch. He played it you know, in competitively last year, so three straight years now. Missed the cut in 15, but then 55th and 9th last year. Um, had obviously coming off a really good week, so he's one of, one of my favorite plays of the week. Sam Ryder as well. He missed the cut here last year. I'm not worried about it. Finished third last week, 43rd the week before and fourth the week before that. So he's off to a really good start for this, uh, for this season. Neiman, um, that top 10 last week, uh, gets me back on to him again. Ryan Moore is interesting. You know, we were, I think, yeah, it was uh, me and you and a few others in the Slack chat this week, uh, talking about Ryan Moore and how I can never get him right. And I literally cannot ever get him right. Like it's, it's weird, but like, you would think this type of course would fit him, um, being shorter, uh, kind of a wedge it in, lesson driver off the off the tee type of deal. Um, so he's just so boring, and like I said, I could never get him correct. Uh, Kucher, I would I would play Kucher again in cash games. I played him last week, and you know he obviously made the cut. He didn't play very good on the weekend, but uh, I think he's okay. And then Piercy again too. I mean, he's played this golf course pretty well. Did have a WD back in 13, but 4th, 16th in uh, his last two appearances here. Didn't play here last year. Um, one thing I did not mention when we did this, when we did like the the course preview and the course history and all that kind of thing, um, is that there are probably going to be some withdrawals because of a little thing called Montezuma's Revenge. So That's don't drink the cool. water. <laughs> but last year, just looking at the leaderboard, last year there was six withdrawals. One, two, three, four, five, yeah. Hadley, Landry, Ling, Mirth, Ells, Blom, and uh, Marty Dew. 
uh, all withdrew. So that's a that six is a lot for one golf tournament. I remember when Hadley did because he came in in such good form. We were all on Hadley, like everyone, not like all in, but he was very popular at that time. Yeah. <laughs> that, that one stung. I don't remember. I don't remember that last year, but I just look at the leaderboard. I'm like, damn, six withdrawals. That's that's a lot for one tournament. So just be weary. Good point. Uh, one guy you didn't mention. I'm curious on is uh, JB Holmes. Day nine hundred dollars. Like I said, he's coming in pretty good form. T twenty three, T 13 ninth in his last three events. Uh, he hasn't played here in a long, long time, and he missed the cut when he did that. So it'll be interesting there because I think with you know Champ and List right above him and Neiman below him, I think he goes extremely low owned. So I think Holmes could be very interesting there. Um, he's another one like, of those guys that I just never can get right. So, well, fair enough. He's a, um, he's a, I just can't he's a Ryan Moore. Yeah, he's a Ryan Moore kind of guy. Me. Yeah, but Joaquin Neiman at eighty-eight, I like a ton. Uh, back on that train after what I saw, Sam Ryder eighty-seven. I'm, I'm, we're pretty much on a lot of the same things. This course does fit Ches Reby very well. A T fourteen and a T four in his last two. He's made all five cuts when he's played here, so uh, he's very interesting. Eighty-five, he'll go super low and again because Neiman Ryder answer are all going to be pretty popular. Like, there's a new hot thing. There's a new hot toy out there. Everyone wants to play them. Um, but uh, they're all worth it. Like, answer, I'll be on everywhere. If he misses the cut, I won't watch the weekend. So that'll just sell that one real quick. Um, so that's kind of where I'm looking at. Um, Holmes is very interesting ownership-wise. But Neiman Ryder, answer, I really, really like. And, and Ches Reeve could be a nice pivot as well in this 8K range. All right, let's go to the 7K range. I will list them off because I'm crazy because I want to say one name for sure. But uh, Bill Hoff, 79. Somehow our boy Sunjay is down to 78, Jesse. I don't know how you don't play enough Sunjay this week. Uh, Rogers at 78. Yeah, Kisner, Pat Perez, Hoffman, McCarthy, Mitchell, Chappie, Kirk. J.J. Spawn had a big week last week, a couple big weeks in a row. Uh, Burns, Cam Davis, Marty Party Laird, Arnox, the defending champion Kazire is down to 7,300. Love Mark HV3 continues to get disrespected. Albertson's at only 72. You got Colley, McDowell, Shank, Swafford, Armor, Harmon, Henley, blah, blah, blah. Who do you like down the 7K range? <laughs> you made it pretty far. Uh, yeah, I think it was that far. I kept going, I'm like, okay, I'm done. Yeah, that's quite a bit. I'm, I'm all over uh, him again. Uh, like I said, we've talked about it and we'll continue to harp on it, but. Uh, Gives one of my favorite plays of the week again, especially if I'm gonna get him at a discount and what is a weaker field than what was most likely, you know, last last week. There's not as many big guns up top. There's no Bryson DeChambeau this week. Um so he we got him last week at below ten percent. He was about eight eight percent last week, finished fifteenth. I don't I don't expect him to be that low owned again this week, but uh you know, again, I'm just I'm just hopping back. I'm staying on anyways, I'm not hopping back on, I'm staying on. Uh spawn I think is playable. Um, Cameron Davis is interesting at 7,400, uh, 15th here in 2016, coming off a of 28th at the Shriners Open. Um, so he could be in play there. Uh, Albertson, I did play him a little bit last week because I think we talked about him on the pod and you mentioned him. And, um, you know, so that's two two cuts. He's two for two this year, fifth and a 28th. Uh, he's never played here, but uh, I like the kid. I, I think he's playing well. He's hitting 80% of his greens in regulation um, over the last uh, – few weeks here and then Grant mcdowell's a, another guy i just can't hardly ever get him right but he's a past champion here streelman has played this golf course well in the past he's never missed a cut here um so i think he is playable at 7100 and even borderline cash game worthy uh brian gay at six oh, okay well i'm getting ahead of myself there <laughs> okay um yeah m at 78 it's like answer and m i'm pretty much going to be all in with that's just yeah, the way 
And, you know, almost looking at these prices that you sit down, what you like the 8K range, you could literally build a lineup of 7 and 8K guys and yeah. feel very comfortable, like very comfortable on a, this going well for you. Right. So um, it's going to be an interesting week here because uh, you like you mentioned the, the past winners here, and then I was talking about birdie guys. There's a lot of them here. Uh, so MS78, I like, you know, Pat Perez, he's not lighting the world on fire, but he's played very well at this course, made five or six cuts. He's uh, obviously a champion two years ago. He's coming in like a mixed bag. He's like, you know, it's T37, T7, T63. It depends on what you get there, but I don't hate him at 7700 bucks. He could, uh, you know, show up in a field like this. Uh, Kevin Chappie's just interesting for a super low own guy. Other than that, stay away. Uh, but Cam Davis, I had him down at 74. I like him quite a bit. He was a big-time scorer on the web.com. Big, big scorer. Um, so when he contends, like you said, T28 last week, he missed the cut at the Sanderson and then prior to that, T17, T3. So, he, when he competes, he goes low, and I like that at seventy four hundred bucks. HV three at seventy three hundred dollars, really hard to pass up on that yet again. Um, I, I don't understand the uh, the hate for Harold Varner's pricing each week, but it's pretty interesting because he's he, they're pricing him like the way he was playing this time last year, not the way he's playing right now. Um, Albertson's at seventy two. I agree with you there quite a bit. Ryan Armour is very interesting at seventy one as well. He's a guy that can make cuts and every once in a while get on a good birdie streak and contend for you there at seventy one hundred. All right, let's go on to 6K. There's a lot to like here. You already mentioned one, Jesse. Continue on with Brian Gay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was kind of get a little bit ahead of myself there, but yeah. I mean, Brian Gay. I think that price him and for him and Stewart both is is a bit low. Um, their form coming in is not like you know fall in love with it. Like they just seem to just make cuts and just cash checks, um, which is fine. But uh, you know, he's got good course history. He's uh, he's a past winner here. I mean, all the way back to the 2008, but either way, he's never missed a cut here. Uh, Gay hasn't. Stewart, um, another guy who's never missed a cut here, um, and, and he's coming off two straight missed cuts so far this year. So that's the guy I would be a little bit more wary about. I would go Gay over Stewart, but uh, another guy's interesting guy is Danny Lee. You've already mentioned him, and I'll leave kind of look that, that talk to you. Um, other than that, I mean, I don't like a whole heck of a lot. Like Dahlman, he's okay, uh, you know, at 68. Um, I just, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of getting down here and I don't think you necessarily have to, but I mean, if you are down here because you're you know, trying to get different, you know, I would start with gay. Um, I mean, he should, he shouldn't, he still shouldn't be to over 10% owned, uh, you know, probably closer to five to seven. Yeah. That, that's one reason why I like the seven and eight K approach I just mentioned is because there's like, I have literally like 10 guys written down down here that, have been playing really well of late, but they're also miscut definitely chances at times. Yeah. But if you want if you want to do stars and scrubs, like you could literally if you have a lineup optimizer, put these ten guys in and put like fifteen percent next to them, and then put the big guys up there, and you never know. Like that's actually an option. It's not play where I'm going to go this week, but that's why I wanted to mention some names. Uh, I, I like Brian Gay a lot. I was on him a lot towards the end of last year. But Danny Lee is a birdie machine, especially right now. And he's a really really good ball striker, really good iron player. His approach game is like outstanding to start the season. So $1,600. Uh, I really do like Danny Lee here. Um, you know, Dominic, you mentioned Bryce Garnett has played really, really well at this golf course. I mentioned him last week. I think he's like 6,200 bucks. He's up to 67. Uh, he did miss the cut last week. Prior to that, four straight made cuts, uh, T40 or better in those four. And he's made three or four cuts here. He's made three straight T25, a seventh and a sixth. So 6,700 bucks for Bryce Garnett. Um, it's very intriguing. There are seven Mexican golfers playing in Mexico here, so you got to kind of keep that in mind with some of these guys. And one is uh, Carlos Ortiz, 
who let me down last week. He's a big-time scorer off the web also. He's played here four times. He's made three or four cuts, uh, T44, T55, a miscut, and T9 in the last four years. So I think he can bounce back for you. Um, you know, Nick Taylor's coming in in pretty good form. Sebastian Munoz is another guy. He played really, really bad on Friday. He had an amazing uh, – he played bad over the week, and he finished T41. He's made two straight cuts, and it's his first time here. But when it comes to um, approach game, he's been really, really good to start the year. He's 6,600. Um, if you think of a course like this, we talk about irons and just being smart. Von Taylor always fits that mold. It's never pretty. It's never sexy to say Von Taylor, but he's made yeah. five cuts here. Like you can't ignore that at $6,500. He's going to get you through the door. If you're playing cash, I think he's not a bad play at all if you want to play some of those guys that probably talked about. So uh, that's the only reason I mentioned some of these names down here. Like Richie Warwinski, you were on him a lot towards the end of last year. He, um, I watched him a lot actually Thursday afternoon. I think it was, he was in the late pairings. Uh, he finished T23 last week, and he's made three straight cuts. And he's two at two on cuts here at 6,400. And the last guy I'm going to mention, I forgot about him last week on pitch, but he finished T41. But we did talk about him on the preview show with Kevin Price, and I've heard him on some um, other previews for the web. He's 6,200 bucks. He's a Mexico, Mexico native. Um, Jose De Jesus Rodriguez is only $6,200, and he can be a birdie machine. He was – he kind of fell apart over the weekend, but going into the weekend, he was playing really, really good golf for the Shriners. Um, and, you know, maybe it's just a thing, like a narrative. You can take it as you wish. But 6200 bucks could be interesting. Uh, but if I'm picking one guy, I'm picking Danny Lee. Like you're picking Brian Gay, I'm picking Danny Lee. But uh, there's options down here is all I want to bring him up for. All right, let's go a little price by price again real quick like we did last week. Jesse, I think it worked out pretty well. It's 10K and above. There's five guys. Who's your one guy up top? Uh, Finau. Mine's Gary Woodland. Um, in the 9K range, there's about eight guys. Give me your one guy in the 8K range or 9K range. Uh, I mean, if you got the money, I think Howell's the play, but uh, otherwise, Kim. Yep, Cam Champ for me. You have Siwoo Kim. I like that. Uh, in the 8Ks, give me two guys. Since it's solo, give me two guys in the 8K. Uh, writer and answer. I got Neiman and answer. Uh, 7Ks, give me three guys in the 7K for you. Uh, M would be uh, definitely for sure there. I think uh, uh, and Albertson, Anders Albertson, and, and Kevin Strillman. I have M, HV3, and Albertson. So if people are paying attention, we have a lot of things in common again this week, which for the most part actually worked out pretty well this year. So yeah. um, keep keep an eye on that one. Um, and then we kind of gave our, our punt play already. You got Gay, I got Danny Lee. Um, is there anybody else that really stood out to you down there? Or is that about it? Yeah, that's not. I, I just like I said, I'm not a huge fan of that region. This, so I'm, I'm going to try to avoid it as much as possible. No problem. Okay, outside of Jordan Spieth, who's your high price bust for the week? Uh man, I'll go uh, Bo Hostler. Yeah, I like that Bo Hostler pick. I was debating between him, and I took. Took the same guy I took last week, and he kind of almost made me look foolish as he finished T15 for the second straight week straight. But I'm going to go Aaron Wise again because I think he's too up there, but he's, he's proving me wrong. But I just don't – I watched him play the opening round. He was just down in the back. So um, if you're looking at your core this week, who are you looking at? Uh, Ryder Neiman answer. Okay, mine's gonna be Neiman answer M, but uh, yeah. I've got him in there too. I mean, I you know I would those are my four favorites by far. Like I've already got those four locked in. 
Yep, champ would be my fourth. So I, I think I'm going to have like an under 25 golf team. It's going to be wild. Absolutely. We're, we're going to be relying on guys that just had a drink a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, so they don't drink the water. Yeah, just stay away from the water. will be good, like you said. Yeah, good point. All right. Give me a, a kind of higher price guy to win and then a long shot. Uh, you know, if you're looking up top, like basically above 9K, I'll go a little bit off the wall and go see Wu Kim. Um, below that, I mean, I really think that Sam Ryder is going to win a golf tournament soon. Um, so I'll, I'll go with him below 8K or below 9K, sorry. Yeah, I went Gary Wood up top. And then my guy is a native from Mexico. I'm going to go Abraham Answer. Answer. I like him this week uh, to do some damage. We'll see, though. Um, that's my long shot. All right, Jesse. I love how we're, we're getting through these in like 40, 45 minutes every week. Uh, any final thoughts for um, the uh, – I mean, the only thing I would say is, you know, it's a good week kind of back off just because of the WD, with, you know, potential, obviously, if you get a WD. Uh, yeah, he can really just ruin every, every chance you have, if even cash in minimally. So uh, I would keep that in mind uh, when you're putting money in play this week. Other than that, thankfully, it's a cut event, and uh, you know, so perfect, perfect. Uh, join us in the Slack chat this week, guys. If you need an invite, just ask one of us or send the DM to the Sports DJs to let you on in there. Um, you guys ask questions, we'll answer them all day long. We just got to come in and ask them. So, uh, let, let us know. Uh, Jesse's on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. I'm at BD Entry. The podcast is at Always Press DFS. And one last thing, can you please give us a rating and review on iTunes? It'll take you just a couple seconds. We really, really appreciate it. Um, with that being it, Jesse, it's been cool. Yep. Uh, this is your 2018 OHL Classic at Mayakoba DraftKings Preview. Catch you guys later. Show goes on.